0: Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland,
1: Dr. Lafanya Jones-Hans, and Dr. Nishel Wall. Now, don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down-to-earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable.
0: All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional.
2: Welcome back to session 43, Fork in the Road.
0: Fork in the Road. You can only go one of two ways. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) Okay, interns. So this session is basically life after infidelity, whether to stay or whether to go. And if you are wondering, infidelity is one of those situations that can be very devastating for a marriage, a Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It causes... Or it can cause rather anxiety. It can cause anger. It can cause distrust and mistrust. Um, and it's difficult for people to make that decision to stay or leave, to walk away or not. And actually, so this number surprised me, but I don't know why it surprised me. 70% of couples decide to stay mm-hmm. and reconcile their marriage. Mm-hmm. So I think the, I thought it would be more based on history Mm. but less based on how people devalue. It seems like, let me not say that, say it that way. It it seems like people devalue marriage these days. Mm. So I thought it would have been less Mm -hmm. these days.
2: Yeah. I mean, I could see that, Uh, but I also think people have a tendency to want status. And unfortunately, you know, marriage is still a status thing. It is. So people are not willing to let that go. You know, it's kind of like, that quote we were talking about the other day um then being able to let go of the status and being able to figure out okay what about the kids what about this what about that some people just be like nah i'm gonna stay i'm a, whether it's a healthy stay and they work on their stuff or whether it's you know dysfunctional
1: mm-hmm. yeah and so i think some people also determine to stay uh, based their decision based on what kind of affair it was
0: yeah i, I can, would agree mm-hmm. i see that Well, like kind of like we talked in the last session, you know, if you're going with kind of like a stereotypical kind of thing, then some are easier to deal with than others. Again, this is based off stereotype um, and kind of what we've traditionally been seeing or taught that, you know, on the woman's end, a sexual affair is, you know, easier, quote unquote, easier to get over um versus an emotional one because mm-hmm. of the level of commitment the time the energy that's involved in establishing another relationship with another person mm-hmm. um yep. and then on the male end you know uh an emotional affair like well you just liked him mm-hmm. you know he really just <laughs> <You> just <laughs> liked him <laughs> like you know like you really gonna leave me for that mm-hmm. you know that kind of sentiment so Mm-hmm. And, you know i would i would be uh interested in
1: knowing the breakdown of like the 70 percent if men are more likely to leave regardless because it was an affair or if women are more likely to leave because you know of whatever mm-hmm. kind of affair
0: mm-hmm. yeah well we know we don't seen both sides yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah if i had to go with a gut without researching you know kind of into it i would say men would leave that's what i was thinking too. um before a woman would
1: yeah because I think women this is just opinion this is not doctorish <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put some disclaimers out there exactly I, I think that women tend to be more emotional in their decision because of course when they if they decide to stay well either way when it comes out it's I'm still in love with my partner. So it's hard for me to walk away from that because Mm -hmm. I'm still in love with my partner, regardless of whether or not it's healthy, unhealthy, toxic or not. I'm still in love with my partner. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that also goes, um, I agree. And I think it also kind of ties in what, what you were saying, uh, Dr. Wall about marriage, having a certain uh, status. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, traditionally women are pushed to pick partners that are, you know, I don't want to say above them but have a higher <laughs> socio, you know, economic status. E- socioeconomic status mm-hmm. that either have a higher social standing, mm-hmm. you know, so sometimes you can get caught up in that if I leave this person, you know, my life is going to change dramatically and this person's life may not necessarily change as much because I've built a life yeah. with this person based off, you know, kind of what we um believed wanted mm-hmm. and my on my own I don't have the ability to maintain that Mm
1: -hmm. especially when children are involved Mm because more than likely the child children or child will go with the mom Mm -hmm. and so it's like yeah I don't make enough money to be able to afford so I you you know I, I that gives me another question like do women stay because of being in love with their partner or because they don't feel like they have another choice and it could be both but I'm you know I think it's both,
2: but I think a lot of times it is the latter. Mm. They don't have another choice. It kind of, you know, us talking about this, the first thing that popped up, and I know we've discussed this a little bit, is the whole respectability politics and um, the issue with uh, Kevin Samuels recently and all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. a lot of men believe that, you know, They are the prize. I don't think nobody the prize. I think you find your person and y'all figure it out
1: together. But, you know. You both become the prize.
2: Yeah. And so I think a lot of that still continues nowadays. And Mm -hmm. we're seeing that, especially in the African-American community with this particular individual show and how he um, demeans women. And a lot of the men who follow him believe the same way that he believes um and it's like a a, a double standard like what well, the man got this the man got that so you better be a size 4 and you better not have no kids you better not do this it's just kind of it's a very um toxic way to look at relationships because if it's only transactional like mm-hmm. you can get a prostitute for that you know what I mean (laughs) like you ain't gotta pay for her right on that level because I mean that's more expensive to have a wife than to have a prostitute right
3: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: yeah just kind of piggybacking not specifically on him but Mm -hmm. just kind of that whole movement on the male and female Female. side Mm -hmm. um I don't you know I was watching um a YouTube video from Julesy Mm -hmm. about this topic. And she made some very good points that when we talk about high value and what comes along with that, that we don't really have a good definition Mm -hmm. of what high value really means. Yeah. Um, You know, there's no collective for that. So for some people, high value is going to be economic. Yeah. You know, it's going to be six figures, which even certain six figures is not technically high value in the numbers standpoint. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, for some people it's going to be economic. For some people it's going to be their ability to influence people. Mm -hmm. For others it's going to be their um, family commitment as a, you know, as a parent. You know, everyone's idea of high value is going to be very different. So how are we measuring that? Yeah. And then are we also looking at more historical context on, you know, what is your real ability as a, black person to make influence in this world yeah mm-hmm. like truly
3: mm-hmm. you know I agree
0: with that and I
2: don't think a lot of people I know we kind of sidebar but mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people in the African American community have sat down and really asked themselves like where am I getting this from because a lot of our things that we do are still steeped in slavery and slave mentality and this is one of those things like it's this always this need to go in this upward projection and beat this and have this and you know what i mean like we're still we still on the struggle bus Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like this is this mirrors that lifestyle Mm -hmm. back when you know Mm -hmm. slavery was still you know the woman is supposed to do this the man is supposed to do this and there has to be a hierarchy Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying for my traditional people that do it in a healthy manner i'm saying that that very destructive Mm -hmm. manner Mm -hmm. where nobody has no rights and this one person has all the power like that's not a healthy family structure
3: yeah
1: yeah and i I think we have to begin to look at how we view marriage like mm-hmm. I have to tell my couples you have to make your marriage your marriage mm-hmm. like it, it does not need to mimic anyone else's no. marriage like if you if it don't if traditional I guess quote-unquote roles don't work mm-hmm. for you in your marriage then okay don't do, that. Don't do mm-hmm. that
2: and some you know even to the extent of you know some people don't believe in marriage like legal marriage right not the committed relationship part but legalizing for the sake of the government Mm -hmm. you know they
1: believe in common law
2: yeah and so that's a whole other set of situations or whatever and that's fine Mm -hmm. but I think you have to make sure you question yourself about about what is that steeped in and what is that connected to because sometimes we just be following stuff that don't make no dang (laughs) sense and it's like you didn't think about that like it's that in my sessions I tend to tell the story about the generations that you know cut the end off the pot rolls i did too and and all that kind of stuff and then Mm -hmm. you find out later that the reason why big mama cut the ends off the pot rolls because she didn't didn't have have no pot pot. Mm
3: -hmm. you know
2: she was having to put it in this little bitty container but we don't we got pots now yeah (laughs) don't cut the end off that's the good part that
0: gives you the flavor so (laughs) it's
2: kind of like we just on this hamster wheel going nowhere right in the rat race i know i'm using all these crazy analogies but it's like you can't be this dumb and smart at the same time pick one
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because i use the the pot and then i also use the example for those who watch sex in the city when mr big and carrie got married Mm -hmm. and uh she went to her old apartment for a couple of days to write and everything Mm -hmm. she got back home mr big was like hey you remember when you went to your apartment and had those couple of days to yourself, I had the couple of days to myself, you know, maybe we should do that. I can't remember if he said every week or every month or something like that. And she was like, wait, we, you think we need that every month? We don't need that every month. He was like, she was like, what would the girls say? He was like, I don't care what they would say. We got our own marriage. We don't have any children <laughs> mm-hmm. and we can make our marriage what we wanted. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is so therapeutic.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder how much influence a lot of this stuff has in, you know, relationships today. You know, yeah. it seems like a lot of this is unconscious. You know, you're not necessarily yeah. walking around thinking about, you know, um, slave times no. and how their influence and, you know, the, you know, the way we've progressed since, you know, emancipation mm-hmm. and how all of that kind of generational stuff impacts you today. Yeah. You know, we're not walking around thinking we're about not. that consciously, but I do wonder, you know, How it shapes our expectations of the people that we're with. Mm -hmm. And then because they are not operating under those expectations, Mm -hmm. that then it leads to isolation and loneliness within Mm -hmm. these relationships. And then, of course, it makes it much easier for outside influences to come in, Mm -hmm. you know, once those two feelings really kind of set in. Yeah. I think we're all sleepwalking to a certain extent.
3: Yeah.
1: I think mm. it goes back to the quote that we read uh, um, for the last session about we pay more attention to what we're not getting mm. as opposed to what we have. Yeah, mm-hmm. And and I think that's in a lot of areas of our lives. Like we always talk about, oh, I can't wait till I get me a house when you live in an apartment. I can't wait till I get me a house. Oh my goodness. I can't wait till I get me a truck. Oh, it, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. always, like you said, this rat race of trying to get something else and mm. new and bigger and status yeah, and
2: then you do missed everything
1: yeah you can't even enjoy where you are very true and I also wonder too I, I'm just wondering a lot of stuff y'all this, <laughs> I know. this topic is making me wonder a lot Existential. of things I know
0: yeah this gonna be a really uh thought bubble one today guys <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I wonder if some people leave the marriage after infidelity because they think they're supposed to because of the mm. way it looked or if some people leave, I mean stay because they think they were supposed to, cause that's what big mom and them did back in the day.
0: I would have a resounding yes for both of
3: those. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And I think you got to know yourself, mm-hmm. you
1: know, I think
2: uh probably like a year or two ago, I posted something on Instagram about how I'm not going to be having no marriage to where my man got babies all over the place and I stay with him, but that's me.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
2: know other women that they, that's not really a big deal to them. And as long as like we were talking about last time, as long as y'all are within y'all's contract, you cool. Like ain't it is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But if you just let anybody treat you any kind of way, then that's a problem. And that's, that's got to do with self. Yeah.
1: And I, and I definitely think that it, it, with cuz I used to think the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I still think the same thing, but I thought <laughs> way, <laughs> I thought way different. Like cuz when I was younger, I was like, "Uh-uh, I don't want no man with no kids."
3: Mm-hmm. No,
1: that is not. Mm. And then of course because it's taken me right cuz I've gotten older. So mm-hmm. the older I've gotten, it's less likely I'm going to have a man with no yeah. children.
2: Right. I don't think I've ever in my adult years dated a man that didn't have, well, let me rephrase. I had like one. Mhm. They've all had, and I mean, for me personally, I don't care, but we not having no outside babies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we not doing.
1: Yeah. You got about five different baby mamas. Can't deal with that.
2: No, I don't care about that part either. Cause I, I don't, I mean, at this point,
1: I don't want to have to deal with all them women.
2: No. Cause if I got to deal with them, then I'm not dealing with you.
1: Well, <laughs> so when, I, when I say <laughs> deal point, with them, meaning like they going to, like the kids going to be at the house with me, they going somebody going to have to come and pick them up. Mm. or visit or you know what I'm it's saying? a lot of moving parts yes yeah, so uh-uh, i'm not doing it it mm-hmm.
0: is so what do you ladies think are the things that influence you know why a person would let's start with stay okay and of course these are going to be individual specific and we've mm-hmm. given some kind of general ones now but on an in like on a mm, what's the level i'm trying to think of on a micro level Mm -hmm. do you think that you know a person decides to stay in the relationship because of insecurity with self Mm -hmm. security for self Mm -hmm. um tradition Mm -hmm. like you said um expectation because maybe of who that person is yeah you know if this is a quote unquote, high status individual, you know, mm. there may be an expectation that you're providing for other family members and you need to continue.
3: Mm.
0: You know, when you think about the, like the micro level, what do you guys think are some of the things that might just in general influence a person to stay
1: comfort shoot. and fear?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Cause mm. I know
0: a lot of
2: people, especially cause you know, we see um, a lot of minorities. That's our main client base and we have some, First generation families that we see and they're like nah they wasn't gonna leave anything because they're the whole reason why i'm in this country or you know things mm-hmm. of that nature gotcha. so it's mm-hmm. like that comfort level or um they just they're like the out the alternative is more scary mm-hmm. than what i'm currently going through like this is i know this
1: demon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will say fear because going for a lot of people, going back to being single is scarier. It's a hot mess. Than- on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, at least I know this situation and maybe we can work it out. And mm, it changed, mm-hmm. as opposed to me leaving the situation, getting back out here, not knowing what I'm getting ready to get into. Because I got single friends, and they still mm-hmm. like str- the struggle is real.
0: And it's like, yeah, and everybody don't want to start over. That's so that kind of devil I know is well, I can't remember that quote. The devil I know is better than the one I don't. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: no, I, I yes, that quote is very prevalent. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think both of those things are huge influences. And I almost think that the combination of those two may, may be even um, <laughs> more telling. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's easier to stay because trying to get a divorce is like, oh, my, you got to separate stuff. I mean, like you. It's cre- not common knowledge like that. <sighs>
2: <sighs> <laughs> this is a uh, knowledge is power. It is. Mm-hmm. And so you got to think. This is not something that was talked about. It's very taboo still in this day and age to get a divorce or to separate. Yo, don't be. That's a good man. That's a good mm-hmm. woman. Don't be le- You need to suck that up. You probably the problem. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's all of that still going on. Mm-hmm. And so then on top of that, you don't have the knowledge. You don't know. Okay. I can get divorced without hiring anybody. I can literally just file paperwork and mm-hmm. pay to court like most not that I'm advising nobody <laughs> listening but it ain't that difficult and then you wait like thirty to 90 days depending on your state and it's easy now if you got assets it ain't gonna be easy but that's and, and children and children oh, well, well, they asset. It. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know I think that's a major thing like a lot of people have put themselves in a position to be powerless and they will continue to do that.
3: Mm.
1: Wow, that's mm-hmm. that's a deep. <laughs> to be powerless. Mm-hmm.
2: I want us to share power. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, you know, that's going to a whole other set of talks, but I can't, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't like it.
1: Don't <laughs> Makes <be>. me uncomfy.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. Mm. That's very interesting. I was just kind of sitting here thinking like, you know, as an individual, you know, if you... Once you realize that you've you know been cheated on, um, the whirlwind that kind of really happens for that individual, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, I with taboo. This is where mm-hmm. that kind of comes into mind for me. This is not something that you know societally we really talk about a whole lot. No, you know, we don't talk about the emotional impact that that's going to have on having to make either one of those decisions. Because they're both hard in their own way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and the result after the decision is made is going to be difficult mm-hmm. either way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause nobody gets off scot-free on Nothing. either decision.
2: Nothing. We don't talk about none of the hard stuff. Like, when you think about getting married, people talk about the wedding. They don't talk about the marriage. When you think about getting a divorce, they say, okay, I file for divorce or I'm a divorcee. But they there's not a whole bunch about like what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no different than, you know, there's been a rise in, um, you know, women related issues and women talking about miscarriages and different things like that. And how that's such a hard struggle. Like we don't talk about. About the things that are hard because
1: we want it to look nice. And we don't mm-hmm. want nobody in our business. Yes. But, the, you know, the. I think one of the emotional symptoms that people have to think about after cheating is... Or after che- cheating has been introduced into the relationship is the betrayal.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's hard. It is. Because yeah, mm.
1: Cause once you've been <laughs> betrayed... I know we've talked about this before mm-hmm. with our clients and stuff. Once you've been betrayed and if you decide to stay, you won't be the same again. No. Mm-hmm.
2: And the the person who has betrayed you has to realize that as well. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a different marriage mm-hmm. before knowing and then after knowing. And you're going to have to, t- both of y'all going to have to take that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The example I usually give um, clients that I see that are dealing with, you know, any type of infidelity Is like you have a glass vase. So that's the original status of your relationship. Mm -hmm. So let's say, so then some sort of infidelity or betrayal of some sort takes place. You drop that vase and it's now broken and shattered into all these pieces. You can take your super glue and, you know, put it back together in its original shape. Gorilla. (laughs) If you want, (laughs) I mean, if you want that stronghold, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, you can glue it back together uh, but it will never look the way that it did originally. Mm-hmm. There are now cracks. There are some missing pieces and it still may function. Mm-hmm. It still may hold water and hold flowers, but it's never going to look like it did in the original state. No. And you have to learn
2: to find the beauty in the breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cracks, you know, and a lot of times that'd be, that is the downfall. Of repairing the relationship.
0: I just want to go back the way it was. It ain't the mm-hmm. way it was. No. Those two people don't exist anymore. Nope. No, they don't. And if you're, you know, and we would caution if you stay, don't stay because of memories. Oh, Mm-mm. gosh, no. You know? Because that person is n- that person's not coming back. Now that's not to say that that person can't improve and become a different or a better version of themselves. Yes. So we're not saying that, but don't stay because of memories of who you thought they were. Mm-mm. Because that man slash woman um, is not there anymore. Yeah,
1: but I have heard. I, I can I cannot remember, and I should have looked it up before today. But I read something. I think it was a book or something where this woman was having an affair and her, obviously her husband didn't know, but I think the man that she had an affair with came to her home. So she saw him in like the driveway and like ran out there like, what are you doing? And I guess, I think she convinced him to like leave or something like that, but she, it forced her to tell her husband about it.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, she said that, that having the affair improve their marriage because of you know everything that they had to go go through in between to get mm-hmm. the marriage back to mm. s- something functional yeah. and mm-hmm. I
2: can understand that but I just don't feel like I want to go through all that no. to get to that point I w- I tell a lot of my couples like why don't y'all set up some type of couples retreat and it don't have to be other people but some type of couples retreat that you do every year it don't have to be around your anniversary because that's normally celebration time but some people do it then where y'all are doing some hardcore um Introspection. You're paying attention to what you need, what you want. If you want to do it the month of, you know, your your wedding anniversary or you, your get together anniversary or whatever, then that's when you do that, so that you're always taking stock of what's going good and what ain't, and so you can mm-hmm. correct it.
1: So I have I have three things that I, that I um tell my clients. One, to- plan to have difficult conversations Mm -hmm. like you know if it's gonna be once a week at eight o'clock on Thursday or you know Mm -hmm. how many every Mm day you need it then the other thing for like a daily check-in like to do highs and lows Mm -hmm. like one positive thing one negative thing and y'all can do as many as you want to I'm just saying at least and the other one is to what is my third one I always forget my third one (laughs) Oh, likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. So make sure you are up on, you know, talking about the likes and dislikes that you have about the other person. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, before m- my husband and I got married, he was telling my husband, like, every now and again, I have to do rep- uh, report card checks with my wife. I check in, mm-hmm. How am I doing, baby? Like, That's is good. it something I need to be doing? Something mm-hmm. I don't need to be doing? Mm-hmm. And so my husband now has taken, he's taken on that, uh, he's asked me a couple of times, like, "How am I doing? Like, everything good?" <laughs> and so I've gotten into the habit of asking him, "Are you happy? What's going on? Is there anything that needs to change? Are we good? You know?" Mm-hmm. And so, so we can have those conversations, and we can make room to have those conversations and set the environment. Yeah, because yep.
2: stuff don't just happen, right? Yeah, I know that irritates me. He <laughs> yes. wants to happen naturally. He should know. He should know what the he's inner a psychic. <laughs> that don't even work. So I, I do, I like that. I think that's mm-hmm. a good tool to have. And yeah. I think you just have to make sure you, you and your partner are receptive to that sort of thing because it ain't gonna feel good all the time to Mm -hmm. have those Mm -hmm. types of talks I also suggest that my clients don't have those talks in their bedroom oh yeah because then you're gonna be like I remember that time that joker (laughs) Mm -hmm. said x y and z and then you done messed up your bedroom (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) the vibe yeah Yeah. (laughs) so you know you may need to have that in the office or the office area you Mm -hmm. know because we talk in business your Mm -hmm. marriage is a business Mm -hmm. and you need to make sure that you're treating it as such there are are quotas that need to be met there are expectations you know there Mm -hmm. are um, sometimes some firing needs to occur and I don't mean (laughs) divorce I mean like there are some behaviors some behaviors (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so if you treat it that way it can also help you get some distance emotionally from what is going on instead of you being so enmeshed and engrossed in one another that you can't really you know fix problems
3: Mm mm-hmm
0: And, you you know, to kind of add on, you definitely have to take time to really assess you. Yes. You know, it's not all just about you checking in with each other, which, of course, those are essential. But you also got to take time away to just check you, you know, Mm -hmm. see where you at, what you want, where, you know, what what you believe, how you've changed. You know, all of those things are very important because then when you go and have these types of conversations, you you're not just going in blind, Mm-hmm. you know because if you go in and you don't have any kind of real idea of where you're going those type of conversations can derail and go to the left very quickly yeah. you know as soon as emotions run high or you say something that I you know that triggers me that I may be thinking about myself or something that I think is untrue about what you said you know it can escalate to something um that neither one you wanted it to escalate to hmm yeah I think
2: also something that's important is knowing the difference between uh, responsibility, fault and ownership because mm-hmm. all of those things need to take place after a betrayal or infidelity mm-hmm. or whatever. And we've talked about, you know, responsibility and fault before, but just in case y'all forgot, you know, responsibility is the ownership part of it and both of y'all are owning the things that you did wrong. And then fault is the person that caused the betrayal, mm-hmm. you know, not cause you to cause the betrayal because <laughs> then that's projecting and blaming because <laughs> Lord, now if y'all were having a regular conversation, then yes, that it would be that person's fault, but not when you done betrayed because mm-hmm. that's a different, you, you leveled up in a wrong way.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the last session about, you know, reasons and explanations versus justifications. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. See how they all tie together. (laughs) All of them. Okay. So then flip side, things that make people leave. So we've kind of talked about, you know, some of the micro reasons that make people stay, you know, what do you ladies see or what have you heard over the years? You know, some of the, the reasons that make people leave.
1: I would say my most recent one that I've had, um, was that they just couldn't take being manipulated anymore. Mm. And the, like a serial cheater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Being fed up. Um, it it was one of their things, like what I was saying, it's one of your things that you just, you, you ain't going to be able to get over. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and that to, to add on, uh, to what Dr. Wild just said, that's for people who have a difficult time not forgiving mm-hmm. a lot of times. And and even if you are a person that can forgive, that doesn't mean that you're going to stay in the marriage. But for those people who definitely know you have a difficult time forgiving, that your decision may need to be to leave because it's, the marriage is going to be unhappy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Something I ask my clients that deal with infidelity is your hurt too big. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, and we've said this before, you know, not everything is fixable. You know, sometimes the hurt that you feel is just too great. The weight is too much. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to acknowledge that for yourself. But that may mean you have to make a difficult decision for yourself.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because sometimes if you, if you're one of those people who need to walk away, and you stay, You're, you're going to make your life miserable. You're going to make their life miserable. And, and, and instead of you having a mindset and a heart to, um, reconcile it's going to be, it's going to be more vindictive, trying to get back at, Mm -hmm. you know, things of that nature. So it's, you have to know you, you have to pay attention to you.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Make wake up on a snapped episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that show exists for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. You can't, like we've said before, you cannot keep pushing people and expect them to not one day just lose it. And if you were, and as you should be, somebody that was very valuable to that person and you betray them, um, it's just sometimes it ain't no coming back from that. It really ain't. Even if the per, like y'all said, even if the person stays like they're never the same, mm-hmm. Um, it's a very defeated um feeling in the relationship
0: yeah and that kind of throws back to what I was uh well no what uh Dr. Jones Hines was saying a little bit earlier that um you're just not the same person afterward whether you stay or whether you go Mm -hmm. you know that there's something fundamentally now different about the betrayed partner especially if this person has viewed you in a very positive yeah healthy um light for Mm -hmm. them you know we have this tendency to put our partners up on pedestals Mm -hmm. sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. and then something like this occurs and it really does shake your view of who they are they're no longer innocent right Mm -hmm. you know it's not just kind of like who they are to you but just like who they are (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and it it changes you in ways that you don't anticipate you know, you like you were saying that defeated feeling, powerlessness, you know, confusion. I mean, there's so many different things, you know, anguish, pain. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that really take a long time to sort through. Mm-hmm. And I don't really believe when people if you decide to stay or go because there's still a healing process with going like it can take a a couple of years yeah mm-hmm. to really sort yourself out and figure like okay can i trust this individual again have if you decide to stay can i trust this individual again have i seen enough change in behavior to start reestablishing trust because mm-hmm. blind trust happens one time mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. you don't get blind trust ever again not never and one
1: of the (laughs) things with the trust that I I I always tell my couples is that don't start doing things that that's not a part of your personality Mm -hmm. because if you're not one of those people and I'm just going to use the man because I'm a woman um if you're not a man that buy flowers that if that's not your personality don't start doing that because if as soon as it stops she's going to think something's changed and Mm -hmm. something's wrong yeah so the only way you will be able to build trust is one to just be you mm-hmm. and be consistent yeah. with being you. And then after that, it's, it's going to see the thing is both parties have to go through a healing process and a process. But once the, I forgot the three
0: A fair partner uh, is the extra person. Okay. Betrayed partner is the one that got cheated on. Mm mm-hmm. Involved partner is the one that cheated.
1: OK, so once the involved person has apologized, they're you know going through the process of if y'all decide to go to therapy and they're working through that, they've done their their part of what they can do to help you. Mm hmm as the betrayed person mm-hmm. now it's up to you to do your part of whether or not you're going to heal or not. Mm-hmm. Cause in my research, when I found, when I saw the 70%, they said that 70% stay, but some, I can't remember the percentage, but some leave at like five years because they can't, they just couldn't do it.
3: Yeah.
0: And, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying a little bit. It can take a couple of years, mm-hmm. like for you to even one wrap your mind around what really has happened, you know, cause the initial stages, uh, after, uh, an affair or cheating has come to light, you know, there's a, a fever that happens with the person that has been betrayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that fever, of course, I'm not talking about a physical fever, but in, in more of a fervor, let me say that, um, you know, there's, they are hyper vigilant. Mm-hmm. They want to know everything. They're double checking everything you've ever said, cross examining. Well, when you said you were going to your homeboy's house on Memorial Day, but then you didn't come home till like nine, you know, nine the next morning, that's not your typical thing. So, were you really out with some, you know, there's a lot of anxiety anxiety that this person is now replaying events and trying to Mm -hmm. go back and see well when did this really start Mm -hmm. so as the the involved partner you know as your in you know your person is trying to get through that you got to understand that you're going to be questioned incessantly Mm -hmm. in the beginning stages of if you guys decide to reconcile Mm -hmm. you know you're going to get lots of questions and a lot of uh intense roller coastery emotions. You yeah. know, one day they're going to seem like they're all in love with you and everything's good. And then two days later, you know, the person's trying to bite your head off and you're like, well, what in the world? We were just good two days ago. And it's like, you know, something can trigger that person. Mm-hmm. It could be you are watching some movie uh, and that person says something and it's like, oh, dang, mm-hmm. that sounds like what you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be so many different things. The other responsibility, kind of like what uh, Dr. Jones Hines was saying, is the um, betrayed partner also has to take responsibility. Don't mm. ask questions that you're not ready to get the answer to. Girl, so if you say, ask, that,
1: say that part one more time.
0: Don't ask questions <laughs> you are not prepared to get the answer to. And, and some, some questions about ask- you don't need to ask. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. Yeah.
2: How many times? Was it over here? Was it over there? Did she like this? Did he yeah. like this? Sometimes Is she better than me? you need you- to calm down mm-hmm. Yeah. and just sit for a second and really figure out what questions are important to either keeping this relationship or ending mm-hmm. this relationship. Because that spiral mm-hmm. ain't no joke. Yeah, no. you
1: have to do you, you may want to do that spiral with your therapist <laughs> so that they can help you come out of it. <laughs> yes, and just to add to the question that you asked originally about um reasons to go, mm-hmm. um, another reason I've heard too is that they didn't so they didn't believe that they would be able to meet the need that caused them to cheat in the first place. Mm. So let's just say. I'll just for example sex if and I'm gonna use he again because I'm a woman so if his sex drive is higher than your sex drive and the reason why he cheated is because you he said that you weren't y'all weren't having sex or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. or you weren't having sex as much as he wanted well if you don't think you're going to be able to increase that then Mm -hmm. it's going to happen in her mind it may happen again. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So then, what do I do?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when those real conversations need to be happening. Because I have found many times the mm-hmm. reason why the um my brain just went blank. The include included parts involved involved somewhat. I
3: <laughs> the involved
2: person ends up cheating is because of X Y and Z, but then they don't realize the reason why the betrayed partner was not dealing with them in that areas because they was trash mm. and they was like let me save your ego and let me not say nothing which is not healthy either mm. and then wow. it just breaks down whatever that area is whether it's cooking whether it's sex whether it's you know dates Cleaning, whatever finances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of that wow mm.
1: that's interesting I'm mm-hmm. like we're
2: we not saving no ego and. In- right in this Cause house because it, there's no room for ego <laughs> no and, you yeah. know because
1: my husband will tell me in a minute because yeah i i'm trying to be vegan he'll tell me in a minute uh-uh i don't that don't even look right i'm not eating that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'd be like that And but I, what can i say i can't get upset by it i mean okay mm-hmm. i just need to make sure i cook what you like to look
0: at <laughs> that's true hmm <laughs> Yeah, I I do think I, I agree with both of you ladies, you know, that it really is this goes back to what we were just saying a minute ago about assessing, you know, and taking checks and balances and having rules of engagement for your relationships that, you know, an emotion is just an is just an emotion. You know, there's nothing inherently good about it. There's nothing inherently bad about it, but how you respond to it is what makes them healthy or unhealthy. So it can be difficult to check that, especially if it's something that you don't want to feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can keep that in check, that you can have much more productive conversations. But see, that's where the self-reflection
1: comes in. Mm -hmm. You have to, in order to check it, like you were saying, Dr. Strickland, in order to check it, you have to understand, okay, is this, okay, it may be rational for me to feel this way, but- I needed to know this information. Cause I'm and I'm just used cooking because if I didn't know that he didn't like, and he just eating it, like that's not yeah. healthy for him. Yep.
0: Nope. And I'm running with a story. That's not true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're very good at putting, uh, filling our own heads with stuff, you know, <laughs> we're developing our own storylines. This one's something I say to my clients all the time, you know, okay. So are you just running with your own story? Because you took a, a, a chunk of information and then filled in a bunch of gaps because you either didn't go back and verify and clarify that information Mm -hmm. or you just wanted, even if you, you know, they told you everything you just wanted to believe what you wanted to believe. Or if you just don't believe them because you don't trust this person, you know, there's all (laughs) kinds of reasons mm -hmm. why people, you know, take what's in their head and just, just run with it. And, you know, it, again, it goes back to, like you were saying, self-reflection on are are you doing that? And then it, do you even know that you're doing that? Yeah. It reminds
2: me of the the clients that you and I share. And I just be looking at them through the screen. Like, Here we go. <laughs> Another session of not awareness. Okay. <laughs> not awareness. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's funny. You know, I know this is a complete sidebar, just kind of thinking about awareness, Um we don't learn how to be aware, oh, yeah, you know? And f- in some ways, and this may be just a personal thing, I think that sometimes awareness is only because of the field, like for myself, mm-hmm. because of the field that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, it has forced me to look at things in a different way, you know, speaking with so many different people about different experiences that they have and having to figure out how to assist these individuals with what they are experiencing has forced me to look at myself in some different ways, Mm -hmm. especially if they are um, going through or dealing with things that are very similar that may be happening in my life. Mm -hmm. But I just think in a general sense, like we talked about in the discernment and critical thinking session, you know, we're getting further and further away from like social problem solving we're getting very good at like technical problem solving and you know kind of cyber related things and but we're,
1: impulsive decision making
0: yeah but we're getting mm. away from like the social social aspect of that so a lot of people just don't even know that they're not self-aware
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> nor do they care
0: that too
1: Wow. And and I think some of this is learned as well, because mm-hmm. we have we have a society that's having children that's not teaching about social uh, self-awareness, uh, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, effective communication, having uh, learning how to have difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. We didn't I mean, we didn't necessarily learn it either. But like you said, because of our field, we've learned it and now are ha- having to teach it. But. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think society as a whole I don't I, it doesn't even matter the generation I don't think any of us learned
0: conflict resolution
1: mm-hmm. it, it's so beautiful that
2: you know through social media when you get to see how parents uh parent their young children and they're like well what are you feeling why are you crying what made you sad today I'm like
3: Mm-hmm. yeah that's I've so seen bomb. some of those i have too
2: because you know that's just Not let me much. ask a grown up why are you crying he did this to me but but why are you crying mm-hmm. like what is triggering that within you you know mm-hmm. yeah so
0: oh uh, I think you know you know my feeling about the question why <laughs> <laughs> um because it's a it's very it's a loaded question mm-hmm. unintentionally A lot of times Mm -hmm. I think why is unintentionally loaded, but it comes with so much depth. You know, we've talked about why with the purposes of closure. So this is not to say that the question why is bad uh, or useless, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to ask a question that, that uses those three letters, you got to be ready to dive deep into um, and take it down to the end. Like who was saying play the tape out? you okay um like you have to play that tape out internally Mm -hmm. you know if you're gonna say well why am I doing this like that's a lot Mm -hmm. you know it's not a you're not gonna get that in five minutes and I think that's for
1: the that why question to self needs to be for all involved the the Mm -hmm.
0: involved the
1: betrayal and
0: and the affair partner yes yeah. yeah why did i decide to allow myself to be attached to an emotionally unavailable person mm-hmm. yeah because we've seen that those clients
2: too that mm-hmm. are in a relationship with yeah. somebody who was committed to other mm-hmm. and i'd be like okay well you, you cool with being the side
3: because
2: <laughs> you're not the entree like are you cool with that yeah and if the person says yes i'll say okay well why Well, don't be judging me. I said, I'm not judging you. We're trying to understand why that you want to do this. Mm -hmm. So that when you continue to pick this person, you pick healthier. You pick people who are maybe polyamorous versus people who are deceptive and lying Mm -hmm. to the person that they are committed to. Mm -hmm.
0: Or that they say they're committed to. That part. That part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why it's hard? Uh, I remember one time I was running a group and... Um I was telling them about one of the classes I had in nope one of the classes one of my friends had in college um and their part of their final was um it was some sort of philosophy class i don 't know what type it was, but that 's all the final was, so the professor had handed out the thing, and they just wrote why mm. like on the paper, and um uh, they were talking about how like people were writing like pages and pages and pages of stuff and they were just sitting there like I don't know what to write like (laughs) how in the world y'all it just say why on here and y'all got like pages of stuff that y'all are writing um so because and that's what they wrote that's Mm -hmm. what they wrote was because Mm -hmm. um but then they I got a 50 on the final Mm -hmm. um because the the professor said that the quote-unquote correct response was why not ah uh so Yes, and I think you can make arguments either way. Because you know, that, I can't stand professors like that. <laughs> I, Unless You know, in philosophy. philosophy <laughs> well, don't, it was. We not gonna, it was, oh, was. it was? Okay. It was, yeah.
2: I was about to say, we're not going to do this. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Or English, maybe. Now, I don't
0: know what type of philosophy class it was. or so you know, if it was like, you know, Roman or Greek or, you know, I don't yeah. know, all that kind of detail. Um, but what I remembered from that is when I did that group, I did something very similar um, by writing that question on the dry erase board. So I had, luckily this was a, a a very unique group of adolescents at this (laughs) particular time that I was running group. So this actually worked for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're very quirky, you know, kind of artsy fartsy kind of kids. Um, And some high intelligence kids as well. Um, So it's a little just easier to do this Mm -hmm. with those types of individuals. Um, So I just wrote the question, why? on there and just ask them when you see this question, what are the first things that come to mind for you? If you hear, why? What's the first feeling you think you feel? What's the first thought that comes to mind? And, you know, once somebody kind of spoke up, one of the first kids I remember, it was very interesting, they said fear. Mm. That was the first thing that came to mind when they hear the question why. Um, So I was like, okay, so what is the fear? Uh, And they were saying like, I don't know what to answer. You know, I may not necessarily know, I may not know why. And I'm afraid about if I give you the wrong answer, what that's going to result in. Or if, and then the other side of the fear, it wasn't this person, but somebody else said that their fear was that uh, about giving you an answer, even if it's correct, that it exposes me. Mm. Um. So I do think that when we talk about if you've experienced any type of affair or betrayal in your relationship and you're trying to dive into why you also have to look at what feelings are generated uh, for you internally by asking that question, Mm -hmm. because that can block you from being able to really dive deep and assess what the why actually is. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: Mm. it's philosophical thought bubble (laughs) told y'all it was thought bubble episode today
2: so when in y'all's opinion like what would be a reason for you to stay and what would be a reason for you to go personally
3: Hmm.
1: you know i used to be one of those people that say "Uh uh-uh child he cheat i am gone i am Mm -hmm. never gonna get (laughs) (laughs) you
0: Yeah, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I was in that camp at one point, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've slowly over the years transitioned to anybody can do anything once. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that is acceptable. No, I got what you're saying. Um, Mm -hmm. But anything can happen once. Um, If the situations and everything aligns for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, I think reasons to leave, of course, would be serial cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's a no-brainer. You know, gotcha. you know, if if it's happened once and then it happens again, okay, obviously something from the first time didn't get learned. This is for me. Something from the first time didn't get learned, so there's now there's really no point in mm-hmm. in staying after that. Um, I think especially uh, depending upon who it was with if mm. it was somebody that was close to me or someone that I, I knew make
2: a difference that show make a
0: difference you know because now I've been betrayed by two people I think that would influence mm-hmm. whether I was going to go
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh and if I'm going to be real if I was not in a position to take care of myself mm-hmm. okay um that would be one of my reasons to stay okay um I think also staying is does this person show remorse um, do they have a genuine interest in trying to like address the issues that took place for that to uh, to happen? Um, and how invested are, am I in the relationship? Mm. You know? So again, there's a, a storm of things that happens at least to these types of behaviors. So am I even in a space that yeah. even though they did this, Am I even in space where I even want to, mm-hmm. to be there or not? Mm-hmm. And if I am, of course, then I would stay. Mm-hmm. And then if I wasn't, then I would go. Dumb. Good ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would
1: have to say for me staying. That's for me to stay is real hard for me because I'm already not a, Person that trusts easily anyway, Mm -hmm. and you betray me by cheating. To for me, that's a I I mean, because now that I'm married, I definitely have to rethink that automatic, like leave Mm -hmm. uh, because it it, the situations may just not turn out that yeah, be Mm -hmm. that easy, especially because you've invested. So I think for me to stay, I think it would have to be, uh, one, like you were saying, you know, could I actually take care of myself or whatever? Now that I've created this life with this person, am I invested in reconciling the marriage? And when I say invest, like, can I forgive, can I actually forgive him? Mm-hmm. Because if I can't, I can be honest, he going to have hell.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I think, maybe another one I because I'm I'm definitely uh, a feeler when it comes to relationships. So I would definitely have to say I would probably stay because I'm still in love with him. Hmm. Gotcha. For me to leave. If I feel like he's no longer, I can't say in love with me because you don't, you don't feel in love with your partner every day, but if I don't feel like he has an invested interest in the marriage anymore, I just I can't do it uh the serial cheater first of all after the first time I'm done like if you do it again now that I will honestly say I'm getting the hell out of there yeah Mm -hmm. because I can't do that no more because at that point you're now affecting my secure my sense of security yeah Yeah. and security in space and internal security like I'm becoming insecure now Yeah. yeah um I think that may be Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: I would say for myself, uh, when I think about staying, mine is a more internal thing. Can I repair my heart enough to be with this person? Because infidelity for me is in an area of a childhood wound of growing up, not with a great relationship with my father and um, being abandoned by him mm. so that's like a whole other level because I'm, I'm going to be questioning myself like what did I not see mm-hmm. um, to be able to protect myself better and have my boundaries in the correct spot of course not blaming myself but just I'm a very introspective person and so if I'm not able to heal my heart in that relationship then I'm I'm not going to be able to stay with that person because um, I don't care about none of the other stuff I'm just like I'll be destitute. Mm. I live in my car. Y'all know. <laughs> yeah, I had not had this conversation with y'all before. I will live in my storage unit. That's that's just where my mind goes. But because that's such a a huge wound that I take so much intentional effort, conscious effort to make sure I'm healed in, and then to be hurt in that area it's like the ultimate betrayal because Mm -hmm. of you know childhood stuff um and if y'all remember my top three things in a relationship is consistency stability and integrity Mm -hmm. and so you you just done blew the roof off Mm
3: -hmm. all All, all three of them Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
2: -hmm. um now for me to go just off the bat would probably be the the continual Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cheating um because I'm a I know that a lot of men that I have dated have said this about me and they they were like I oh, man I wish I would have just talked to you because we probably could have figured it out because I'm very much like okay well let's do that then or mm-hmm. y'all know this like I'm very laid back it's not a lot of things that I'm um opposed to or like we can't figure out some type of solution so if our relationship is ending it's because you did not want to talk about it Mm -hmm. and you did not want to choose other options I don't like my choices being taken away from me Mm -hmm. now if I take my own choices away that's different Mm right you know but I don't want you taking it away and so that would be important to me um also how close of a relationship to me was was the individual that you cheated with because if it's you know my mama you know not that my <laughs> mom would ever do that because my mom is crazy but um then it's it's a no mm-hmm. it's a no for me dog yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh I, I won't be able to get over that and that's like you said that's multiple people that now that I ha- I have to heal from and then um if they hold it over my head because mm. 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 What you're not gonna do is flip this on me,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm mm. and I'm saying, think about that one, and yeah, I'm saying either. that that's also rooted in my childhood womb mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. seeing certain things growing up and um, ownership not being taken. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just certain; it makes my flesh crawl, mm-hmm. and so I know that that would be a struggle.
3: Yeah, I want to add to as well. <laughs> Like, yeah,
1: like, yeah wait a minute hold on me Maybe to leave I, do i need to change my <laughs> i know right i do want to add a couple of those but to to leave uh if if there was a child uh, oh mm, i didn't think a about baby that. Mm-hmm. and then uh what was my other one
0: yeah because that would be a first even on the first time oh yeah yeah, yeah most definitely mm. yeah it takes such a strong that, that's person. a very consistent reminder yeah. like daily yeah yeah I, can't I, I didn't even think about
1: that. Yeah, I didn't either until when. as soon as she started saying the childhood thing, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, a child.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And what was the other one? I can't remember. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: that, that would be a hard one. And, whew, I, don't, I don't know if I would be able to do it in the moment. It would be one of those things, like, maybe we could get back together in about 20 years <laughs> um, when we ain't got nobody else and we old and decrepit. But... Even then, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that,
0: that takes a very... That
1: takes a, a different turn.
2: Yeah. It do. And and I would never want oh, to yeah.
0: mistreat mm, that right, child. Right. Absolutely. And so
2: that probably would be my reason not to stay, because I'm not going to cause a baby to have no trauma like that. Mm-hmm. Because
0: they did not ask nope. for this situation. Yeah,
1: because see, <laughs> see, then my thing is you also had unprotected sex. And I just can't do that Mm. because you
2: done messed up my Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. good stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, there's so many layers. It is. It's layers. (laughs) Yeah. But all in all, this is all about just taking time to really consider your options. Mm -hmm. There is nothing you know, it's an individualized choice. There's nothing inherently wrong with staying and there's nothing inherently wrong with leaving. Mm -hmm. You have to look at your situation, what you want, what you need and what you see for yourself and your relationship and whether or not either one of those uh, decisions Mm -hmm. is going to be for you. You got to look at the impact of the current, the impact of the future. And if you can uh, make changes together Mm -hmm. if you decide to stay and then if you decide to go are you prepared and ready to do the introspective work Mm -hmm. to figure out what you know what went i even hate saying what went wrong but like where were some of the flaws in my relationship and how can i improve myself so that i don't fall into the same trap or hold the next person accountable for the the past person's Mm -hmm. behavior no Mm -hmm. bag ladies over here yeah
1: nope and you and you also have to remember that either decision you're gonna have to do some work mm-hmm. it's not it's in the stages to healing and you're not just gonna be like oh if I leave him or her then I'll be healed or if I stay I'll <laughs> feel better no, no 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 no. it's not that no we wish mm-hmm. but it ain't
0: yeah there's not too many things on this world that are instantaneous that is other than
2: pregnancy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, even that takes people. It takes people, but
2: I'm saying as soon as you're pregnant, you ain't a little pregnant. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah, I, I mean. You all oh, the way yeah. pregnant. Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, there's no yes or no. I mean no, there's no maybes. Yeah. It's either yes or no. Not too many black and white things in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So we typically end off with a quote and this week's is brought to you by uh Anirbin Bose. The desire to love always exceeds the desire to be loved by someone. And that's exactly why we end up loving the person who doesn't deserve that love. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern,
2: be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share.
1: Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.